Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Dynamic Dojo Show with Restita and Robert. Your source for martial arts talk radio. Here at the studio helm by my brother in the martial arts and esteemed co-host, Sifu Robert Deal. Sifu Bob, how you doing today, man? Not too bad. You know, we got some problems in SoCal. Yeah, uh, I heard you guys fire. got like a fire going on over there. It's hella hot down there. What's what, what's going on? <laughs> you know, it, I, I couldn't get a picture of it last night, but the moon. Remember the picture I sent you on the sun and it was bright uh-huh. red? The right. moon was the same color last night. Wow. It was a flip. Uh, fire's this, going is on. Like a, huh. Is this a wildfire, like lightning-related, heat-related? Or uh, They didn't say. Sometimes it's heat-related. Sometimes some moron flicks an ashram to dried brush or a uh, cigarette oh. butt. Something like That'll that. Right. <laughs> and as dry as it is down here right now. That will absolutely do it. And these were bad. There were a couple, a couple blazes. You know, one, last week we had one in uh, near Hollywood, and we had one in Woodland Hills, one in Santa Clarita. That's like right now it's at like twenty thousand acres. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, right. It kind of sounds. It kind of sounds like the uh, the uh, what we had what we had over here, the Oso wildfire that went on forever. It just. <laughs> Right. All they could do was try to contain it and uh, evacuate people, and that was it. But before we get on with the show, uh, before we get on with the show, because I know I'm going to forget because I want to know what's going on with you this week, I want to tell our listeners about our call-in number. Our call-in number here is 347-677-0699 around 6.30 or so. We are going to be joined by none other than the beautiful and talented Malia Bernal, who was a, um, who is still, not was, but is still um, a, a motivation of mine uh, as I was coming up in uh, Kajikembo One Hopkindo, a great pioneer in women's martial arts and all that other good stuff, and we're going to be talking to her later, 347-677-0699 at about 630. That's when we'll open the phone line. All right, Bob, what's going on with you, buddy? Okay, so two weeks ago, we're, we're both at Dragon Fest. We're having a blast. Now, I don't think I ever yes. told you this story because you weren't next to me, which you typically are. So I walked outside and into the hotel part of it. I walked out of the hall, and I see uh, Robert Parham and Jason Sterling. 
Uh, Robert, of course, and I, as well as you, are Mouse's the Hall of Fame ambassador. I've been a good friend of Robert's, but we only see each other like once a year. Dragon uh-huh. Fest and maybe Mouse's Hall of Fame. So mm-hmm. I, I I go up to Robert and say, Robert, where's, where's that girl I saw you with last year? And he says, oh, man, we broke up. I said, really? What happened? Aww. He says, he says, you know, she just had some issues. Now, you know I've got a big mouth. Do not sugarcoat stuff around me. I know this. Tell me like it is. So he says, oh, she, she's got issues. And I looked him right in the eye and said, she's a crazy bitch, isn't she? <laughs> And he okay. starts laughing, and he looks at me and says, yeah, she was. Okay, so, all right, gentlemen, I, I, I want to hear this from the gentleman. I just posted the, 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 the most recent show link. I want to know from the guys, what, what, what is considered a crazy bitch? What's Being a woman. A Hey now, hey now, hey now. I want to know what behavior warrants being called a crazy bitch. And then I'll tell y'all what 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 constitutes as being just a jerk-ass bastard for you guys. So anyway. Oh, but that doesn't take much. No, crazy-ass bitch is irrational behavior. It's irrational behavior. It's stalking. It's it's. Uh, uh, calling you crazy your for anybody. Yeah, but being a woman is crazy as bitch. That's what it is. It's well, well, you know what we call it? We call it evil. <laughs> That's what we call it. <laughs> same <laughs> thing. Same thing. Anyhow, poor guy. I'm sorry. So he, so he's single. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So, anyway, so you hear that, folks? If you see us at any event, don't give any dirt to Bob because <laughs> he's got a big mouth. Anyhow, <laughs> no, I'll, I'll just tell you like it is. Whether you want to hear what I have to say or not, I'm going to lay it on the table for you. Well, you yeah, yeah, don't sugarcoat it. Don't sugarcoat well, exactly. stuff around me. He's lost. He's lost his filter. And I've been telling people that I'm slowly losing mine. Like little corners will start breaking off at the most inopportune moments. Yes. <laughs> Anyhow. Woo. All right. Let's get moving on with the show. <laughs> so what, what do we have for birthdays on, on your end well, there? Steve? Birthdays on my end are... Hudson Machado, one of the Machado brothers, his birthday is tomorrow. Jack Yarborough, right on. one of uh, David and Lady Reed's <clears throat> students, his birthday is on the 26th. Brent Ambrose, he's a, uh, an ambassador to the Madison Hall of Fame. His birthday is also on the 26th. Sasha Mitchell, actor extraordinaire from Step by Step in the Kickboxer movies. His birthday is on the 27th. Uh, the frontman for the UFC, Dana White. His birthday is on the 28th. And the, the Kata King, Eric Lee, his birthday is on the 30th. And who do you have? Right on. Um, I've got that Danino Santos' birthday is today, but I thought that was a week or so ago. 
So happy birthday to Guru Dan. Also today, Anthony Magallanes, uh, who who we've had as a uh, previous guest last yes. year, I believe, uh-huh. and a uh, Pacific Association of Women's Martial Artists uh, fellow board member and uh, PAMA member, Margot Ernst, her birthday's on the 27th. So for everyone having a birthday the week of July 24th through the 30th, this tune is for you. I wanna wanna wish you a happy birthday. I wanna wanna help you celebrate. I wanna wanna wish you lots of presents. I wanna wanna help you eat your cake. Bossy, bossy in the island way You'll be jamming all night Till the light of day Your birthday, birthday is your day to shine Another year and you'll be looking fine So have a no worries, don't you hesitate It's time to bossy, bossy, time to celebrate All righty, happy birthday everyone Make it a great birthday week all right, we've got some, uh, well, I've only got one shout out, but do you have any announcements or events going on over there on your end, Sifu Bob? Well, you know, I've only got the one, and that is for A Night to Remember, a yes. rose to Cynthia Rothrock. Mm-hmm. Now, we're going to leave that alone a little bit because we're going to get the promoter and the organizer of it, Malaya Bernal, to talk about that in a little while. Yeah, yeah. So- around 6.30 or so, we're going to open the phone lines. We're going to be joined by Malia. And uh, if you're a student of hers or uh, an old training partner or have been touched by her talent, feel free to call in and say hello, share some stories, 347-677-0699. All right. Um, I just want to put a shout out out there about a, a local seminar here in Seattle, the Taki Kimura Legacy Benefit Seminar. And I'm going to post this up on the Dynamic Dojo Facebook here in a little bit. Um, detail, the Junfan Kung Fu Institute of Seattle is partnering with MKG Seattle and Northwest Kali to present the Taki Kimura Legacy Benefit Seminar in Seattle. Sifu Andy Kimura, Sifu Chris Clark, and Sifu Andy Wilson will be leading Junfan Kung Fu and Jeet Kune Do instruction on Saturday, July 30th from 12 to 4 p.m. at MKG Seattle to support Seagong Takikimura's rising healthcare costs. Takikimura was Bruce Lee's best friend, as well as his highest ranking student, and is considered the most senior student in Jeet Kune Do. We hope you'll attend this benefit event in support of a true legend of the martial arts. Now, a little bit about the instructors. Sifu Andy Kimura leads the Junfan Kung Fu Institute of Seattle and is the Institute's senior instructor under Sigong Taki Kimura. Sifu Chris Clark, owner and chief instructor of Northwest Kali, is a full instructor in Filipino martial arts, Junfan Kung Fu, and Jeet Kune Do under Guru Dan Inosanto. Um, and Sifu Andy Wilson is the owner and head instructor of MKG Seattle and is a senior associate instructor in Junfan Martial Arts and Filipino Martial Arts under Guru Dan. Together, they will share their expertise in Junfan Kung Fu and Jeet Kune Do to all attendees under the watchful eye of Sigong Taki Kamura himself. Now, a friend of mine invited me to this as well as um, Sifu Andy Wilson. I 
don't know if I can make it, but if I can, you bet I'm going. <laughs> you bet I'm going. So for all my Seattle friends out here, I'm gonna I'm gonna post this link right now. It's a Facebook event, and uh, when I can get to it, I am going to post. I'm gonna actually invite people um, personally <clears throat> because you can't miss this. You know, I mean. Seagull uh, Tacky is going to be there, and three of the Northwest's best JKD instructors all under one roof. Come on now. <laughs> you can't miss it. Anyway, that's July 30th, 12 to 4 p.m. And I think that's it for my announcements. Oh, wait, wait, wait. You want to you wanna sign up for this by going to www kimuraclanjkd.com this is a long link um so never mind i'm gonna post this <laughs> so let me copy and paste this real real quick because it just goes on um uh let's see here oh that's weird uh i'll do that while you're doing the news because i have to like go back and do some stuff but anyway <clears throat> Okay, so that's it for that's it for the shout outs that I have. So I guess with that said, let's go on to the health news. Okay. Now before we get started, I'm having like headset issues and stuff. So I'm I'm doing kind of like a Mickey Mouse rig job here on my computer. So um if anyone's listening Please uh, message me on Facebook and let me know if I'm sounding okay or if I'm sounding like I'm talking in a tin can. All right, so for the health news this week, I want to do a mindful minute life hack. And uh, this is all about how how to be less annoyed and pissed off with life. <laughs> oh, my God. You're actually going to do this story. I'm I, I'm actually going to do this story, but I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm I you know I I scrolled through it and went, oh my god, I'm not going to do the whole thing. I'm just going to do half of it, and I'm going to post. And you're not going to do one. You're not. But you're not going to do the ones that apply directly to you, are you? Uh, well, of course I am. <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole drink point. Coffee. You know? Yeah, drink coffee. <laughs> so, okay, so. <laughs> As everyone found out, you know, don't don't ask me to think before I've had coffee because I won't and I don't. I can't. <laughs> and for those of you that are, are that that do observe that, thank you very much. I love you all. But for those of you that insist on trying to argue with me. And get all pissy with me before I've had coffee. Don't do it. Just don't. Because <laughs> I just, I lose patience. Anyway, okay, so how not to get all that annoyed and angry with, with day-to-day life. And this goes from road rage to air rage to being frustrated at work to parental frustrations. You know, from all that, there are a few easy solutions. Now, as as Bob pointed out, you know, getting bent out of shape is something that happens to me as well. You know, contrary to popular belief, just because I teach Reiki and Qigong and Tai Chi, 
it doesn't mean that I'm not human, right? right? Yes, yeah, so you know what? You're saying popular belief. If, if, if any, if, no. That's all we do. No, no, you'd be surprised how many people, when I, when people go, hey, what do you do? Oh, I teach Tai Chi and I'm a Reiki master practitioner. They're like, oh, so, and you know, and then they start like lowering their voice and they start talking all soft and assuming that I'm very spiritual and stuff like that. And you know what I am, folks? I'm, I am very spiritual um, in an extrovert's body. You know, I mean, it's like, uh, I know, right? Very spiritual. I had to learn to be this way. Come on. But people just assume, right? So, and you know what they say about assuming. It just makes an ass out of you and me. But all my friends know I can be a raging bitch sometimes. So, oh, hey. Oh, okay. right here. Take me. I, I know. <laughs> yep. He knows. He knows. He knows. He knows that you know when he comes downstairs to wake me up. He just doesn't say anything. We just sit there and grunt together until we get coffee, and then we start talking. Anyhow, okay. So, according to the article, anger is like a blazing flame that burns up our self-control, says the Zen master Thich Nhat Han. Um, so, you know, it's it's an ongoing thing, but I still try to teach myself how to rob that fire of oxygen and snuff it out whenever I can, whenever I think about it. <laughs> now, this goes for everyone. I don't, you know, I, you know, I don't care how spiritual someone thinks they are, unless they are someone that is really enlightened, like Thich Nhat Han, right? Um, we all have a fight or flight trigger. And we all sometimes lose control. And this is actually explained by Dr. Mark Crawford, who's a clinical psychologist. It is adaptive, he says. Some of us have a more sensitive one than others. However, the good news is that we can almost reprogram this by specific techniques like breathing and particularly mindfulness meditation. Now, you know, when I read this article, for me, that, that, term of reprogram or that term of reprogramming um you know to me it seems like it would be best achieved by gaining perspective now listed here are 10 steps to this type of mindfulness and uh 10 ways to to give perspective um and uh, to gain distance from unbridled irritation and anger um now i'm not going to read all of these because uh there's a lot of them. So I'll just do like five and then we'll, we'll just go on with the show. <clears throat> and uh, let's see here. Some, sorry, someone just texted me <laughs> something about somebody would be a good guest. I'm like, not now. See, minor irritations. Okay. Number one, 10 breaths. Now the first moment that you realize that you're experiencing annoyance or anger, just breathe. I know it sounds like a line, but just breathe. 10 slow, deep, even breaths will do wonders. And sometimes you might find that the annoyance will just pass in just that 10 seconds. Now, even if it hasn't, the breaths still help because diaphragmic um, or abdominal breathing, as opposed to the short, shallow breathing, uh, delivers more oxygen to your body, which stabilizes your blood pressure and helps invoke your body's relaxation response. So that explains why 
qigong and tai chi are good for you in that aspect okay now some people you know when they're doing 10 breaths they might like to add a mantra or something um you can do that too uh, but just breathe okay step two <clears throat> explain it to yourself if the breaths don't make a dent try explaining what's happened to yourself I'm annoyed right now because, and finish that sentence, articulating the issue changes your response from emotion to logic. Step three, walk a meter in their shoes. Make use of this step when another person is part of the reason you are upset. Try to see the situation from their reality and invent a subjective theory as for why they did what they did. Now, your theory will probably be rooted in a cause that's benign or about them, not you. But next time someone cuts you off in traffic, maybe you can think about an emergency that might be affecting their behavior. Step four, role model grace. Think beyond the annoyance or the annoying person and focus on your own behavior. By thinking of how you can be a role model for grace under pressure, you help yourself become one. What? would be the most diplomatic, logically thinking version of yourself? What would they do next? Do that. It may be helped to think of a cool, common, collected pop culture icon such as, oh, I don't know, James Bond or Obi-Wan Kenobi. How's that? All right. Step five, the last one, this too shall pass. Whatever it is that's getting your goat, it is temporary and manageable. You don't always feel this way. It's just a question of how long. So acknowledging that your that your annoyance is uh, final, sorry, <laughs> and has an end to it, and in your control, and that the winds of change will blow again in your favor sooner or later, that helps frame the scope of the problem, no matter how large. Anyway, those are five of ten tends to distance yourself away from everyday minor annoyances and. And uh, things that uh, get your goat. And I'll post the rest of this article on the Dynamic Dojo Facebook page. All right. Very good. And I think that's it for the health news. So let's move on to weird news. All right. What do we got? Well, you know this big Pokemon craze going on. Yeah. You can actually go go on. Yeah, I've never tried it, so I don't know how it works. I, I know don't you know how it works Pokemon. either. Yeah, you well, can search out Pokemon, and people are yeah being weird about it. Yeah, they're being really <laughs> strange. So, uh, there was a picture taken, I guess, July 11, 2016. A Pokemon Go player stands out stands outside Nintendo's flagship store in New York City. The game encourages people to explore, but some players may have gotten into trouble. Now, I did not read the title of the article because it would have given it away and you would have just lost it. So, three Pokemon Go players got locked inside a cemetery in northeastern Pennsylvania while hunting virtual monsters and needed to... <laughs> needed to <laughs> I told you. <laughs> And they needed, oh, the police's help, they needed police help to get out. Police <laughs> in Dunmore tell the Times Tribune of Scranton the trio didn't realize that the cemetery closed at dusk. They called the police just after 9.30 p.m. Tuesday when they discovered the cemetery's gates were locked. 
the wildly wow. popular, popular smartphone game has caused concern from law enforcement around the country. Many departments have urged players to pay attention to their surroundings following reports of robberies and accidents involving players distracted by the game, which sends players to various locations in the real world to collect virtual creatures. Dunmore Police Chief Al Marquez says the three won't be charged and no details about the gamers were revealed other than at least one was an adult. You know what I have to say to that guy that was an adult? Dumbass. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wow, wow, wow. (laughs) See, okay. Yeah, uh, a couple weeks ago, I... I posted a little video about this Pokemon Go stuff because some of my kids are are playing it. A lot of people are playing it. I'm seeing people like wandering around the streets, like like looking in their phones and stuff. And I had actually heard about this um, online when it was still in development. And I thought, you know, I should put something out there, you know, something about awareness and stuff like that. And you know, I don't know if any, and, 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 and some other martial arts teachers did too. And I don't know if anybody's listening. So, you know, all we can say, what me and Bob can say to all of you kids and young adults out there playing Pokemon Go, just be careful, be aware of your surroundings. Uh, because there, there's already, there's already stories about people that are hacking into the interface of the, the game and luring people. So that way they can like, you know, jump you. I mean, how messed up is that? So be careful, you right. guys. Just just be careful. All right. Um, I don't know what happened to our entertainment. <laughs> I don't know what happened to our entertainment news stinger. Darn it. So <laughs> let's nice. just go to. Okay, so John is going to oh, go on with it. I found it. I found it. There you go. Boom. Okay. So because, because of uh, uh, the wildfires down here, we lost a couple no, oh man, I hate that. My email just all just all of a sudden reloaded on my oh, phone. No. Ah! Uh, so so we'll, a couple, we'll... <laughs> a couple, a couple popular movie sets were destroyed because of these wildfires. Uh, oh wow! Up in Santa Cruz, there were some Hollywood sets used for the TV shows Twenty Four and the Eighteen. Is nothing. The sets are nothing but ash and debris. After a 22,000-acre wildfire swept through Southern California location. Now, it is not contained yet. So by the time I got this, it could have been 30,000, because two days ago it was 11,000 acres. Sable uh-huh. Ranch in Santa Clarita was destroyed Saturday by the massive blaze, which was literally, which literally blocked out the sun. In much of Los Angeles, some officers some officers were safe in the sets, but not all of them. But the sets were a total loss. The back lot's been used for a ton of TV shows and movies, including Robin Hood Men in Tights, which I actually went on the casting call for. And classic oh, questions wow. like the Bells of Coronado. The fire has also burned down 11 houses in the area. As of Sunday morning, it was only 10% contained. Oh, man. Yeah. Wow. And there you have it. Wow. Man. See? Wow. 
<laughs> Jeez, okay. Uh, what else do we got going on? We don't. <laughs> Already. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I thought we had something else. All right. So uh, with that said, let's, oh, she, she, like my email and my text and everything is is uh, going off all at once. <laughs> and I'm like finding it hard to concentrate. All right. So uh, we're going, we're actually going a little bit early. So why don't we do this? Let's go ahead and take a short break now. And when we come back, we will be joined by Malia Bernal herself. So our phone number here is 347-677-0699. If you would like to call in and say hello to this beautiful and talented martial artist, please do give us a call 347-677-0699. Don't go away. We'll be right back after this. High school is a time for figuring things out, like finding the square root of X when your ex won't stop texting you, or how to write an essay on 12th night the night before it's due. It's about making friends and making memories. It's about deciding where you fit, where you stand, and what you simply won't stand for. Long after class is dismissed, after you've left the hall, and moved on with life after you've forgotten all the answers to all the tests. You'll remember the day you figured out the kind of person you were going to be. Stand up for someone being bullied, and they'll never forget you. Stand up to bullying. In 50 feet, turn left. Why are you driving so slowly? After a few drinks, I'm taking it slow. Well, you're not fooling the cop behind you. What? Get ready to pay in .1 miles. Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. The Heart Truth is a campaign sponsored by the National Heart, Lung, and Blood Institute to raise awareness about heart health. One thing that everyone can do to support heart health is to get moving. Health and fitness expert Dr. Pamela Peake says that small steps can lead to big benefits. Throughout the day, just get up and move more. Park your car in the farthest parking spot. Find any excuse to walk as you live your busy life. The key to heart health is regular physical activity and a balanced diet. I help get my patients educated and motivated to stay active every single day. That's why I'm behind the Heart Truth campaign and those who partnered with it, like Diet Coke. Join them this month as they work to educate, inspire, and motivate by visiting dietcoke.com slash hearttruth. Inside this little Burbank building, this is the first museum in the world dedicated to martial arts. It, it really reflects on the style and the, the philosophy of each and every different culture. White eyebrow kung fu, monkey kung fu, the animal styles, Shaolin. Talking about the ninja here. Japan had the samurai. Here we go into our Korean section. In fact, every corner of Asia and the Pacific has its own martial art. It'll be an absolute shame if one day you ask a kid and he doesn't know who Bruce Lee is. From the history of the Japanese samurai to the artistry of anime, Enjoy a look into Asian culture by visiting the Martial Arts History Museum in Burbank. 
Hi, this is Frank Duke. This is T. Joe Douglas Wong. Hi, this is Kubu Lua, Michelle Manu, and you're listening to Rosita and Bob on the Dynamic Dojo Radio Show. The only place to be to get the real scoop on the real things that are going on in the martial arts world. Do you have an idea for a guest or a topic that you'd like to hear on the Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio Show? If you do, you can email your suggestions and ideas to dynamic dojo radio host at gmail.com or you can also post it on the dynamic dojo facebook page you're listening to the dynamic dojo show with restita and robert your source for martial arts talk radio All right, and we are back. If you're just now tuning in, this is Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio with Rashida and Robert. Our phone number here is 347-677-0699. And Bob and I are so excited to bring our guest on tonight. Um, our next guest has been a motivation for me coming up in the uh, when I was coming up in the Kajikembo One Hop Kendo branch. Um, actually a motivation for me ever since I was a little girl, cause I read about her in black, black belt magazine. And that's when I thought, you know what? I can do this. I can do martial arts. I don't have to worry about sparring against the guys and stuff like that. So please help me welcome to the dynamic dojo radio show, professor Malia Bernal. Malia, thank you for joining us today. Hi, Rosita. Hi, Robert. And just call me Plato Malia. I don't like Malia. the professor. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I'm just Malia. Nice. <laughs> How are you guys? We're doing yeah. great. Well, that's good. I'm glad we're dying here in California. It's awfully hot. How's the weather in Seattle? It's it's warm, but it's not like you know boiling water type of weather like you guys are having. Like, <laughs> now, oh. now, like Bob oh. is in Burbank, so where? So it, oh, you're Burbank. Burbank. So where are you? Yeah. So Bob, where are you're you? having an. I'm wonderful, but Bob, tell me what is this awful fire that's going on in Burbank? Right. Have they got it under control? Well, it's actually in Santa Clarita, and they've only have a 10% under control, contained, and it's burned so far 22,000 acres. Oh, my God, because, you know, my kids live, Mark lives in Malibu in the near. Everything is in the near there, and my other son, of course, is nearby also. So if the wind was to shift, everybody's in trouble. So I hope they get it under control for everybody's sake. Right. Absolutely. Wow. All right. No. Well, I just had to ask. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, what is that's, it you want to drill me about? What oh, do you need to know? We get to, <laughs> we get to ask Malia any questions we want. No. Uh, <laughs> exactly. I don't care what anybody asks me. It's my option to answer. <laughs> that's true. That's true. And, you know, and uh, so before we get started, thank you again for joining us. Um, what we normally like to start with is for our listeners to go back a little bit down memory lane and uh, to have our guests tell them a little bit about their beginnings in the martial arts. So can you tell our oh. listeners about how you began in the martial arts? Absolutely. I can never forget that. You know, I was a, uh, the last child in a very large family. I 
um, let's see, they were left when I was there. There were about seven, and I was a baby. And being the baby, I had big brothers, sisters, and they used to always fight with me. And I always kind of knew how to fight, but fighting, you know, against brothers and sisters. So when I turned 22, um, I was awarded, I always call it awarded, a gift Mm -hmm. of martial arts. I didn't know it was martial arts. They just said, go somewhere and find how to fight. Uh, We know you really love to fight. And so I did. I went shopping all around the neighborhoods and all the different places. Of course, I really didn't know anything about martial arts, nothing at all. I just kind of knew it was something to teach you how to protect yourself. So I thought, okay, I'll go look. And, you know, I made the rounds. I went to all the local neighborhood martial arts schools, and I saw taekwondo and, you know, the Japanese styles and judo and jujitsu, everything. But it just didn't strike fancy. I didn't think that this was really what I wanted. And so I was almost ready to give up. And on my way home, I saw this beautiful-looking pagoda. It was red. There was somebody out there hanging from a ladder painting. And I thought, well, I don't know, it's either um, some sort of a martial arts school or it's a Chinese restaurant. Either way, I won't be disappointed. I'll either eat or I'll turn up to something. And when I walked through the school, I looked up and I thought, oh, that's nice. You know, there's a handyman up there fixing the building. And I went in. And, of course, it was in the afternoon. There really weren't any classes going on, per se, but... I was greeted um, by the receptionist, and she took me on a tour through the school, and I asked my normal questions. And there happened to be just a few people in there, and they were doing a little something which was interesting to me. And I asked, what is this? And she explained, you know, form and this and that. But she did tell me if I come back, I could really see a class in action. So I did do that. I came back. And I watched the beginning class, and I thought, oh, this is interesting. I like this. Mm-hmm. And then I said, well, I don't want to know what I'm going to look like as a beginner. I would like to know what I'm going to look like at the end. I want to know what I should look like as a black belt. Show me mm-hmm. your advanced student. And so she said, well, come on another night, and you could see the advanced student. So I went back, and I thought, wow, it was awesome because I really loved the fighting approach, the technique. I loved what I didn't know at that time were forms. I just thought what beautiful body movement mm-hmm. is flowing and fluidity. And I thought, I think I could do that. I, I think I would like this. So, yes, I signed up. And then I uh, remember a week later I came for my first class. And it was really quite comical because whom I thought was the handyman turned out to be Al DeCostas. The teacher. (laughs) (laughs) And me, it's never disrespect. I just always had a kind of a quirky sense of humor. And when I met him, I said, Oh, I said, Oh my God, you're not the handyman, are you? And he looked at me, so I was nuts. (laughs) But, and that was how I first met all the Costco's. And I had my introduction in my class. But one thing about the school, was that uh, it didn't matter if you were a woman or a man, they teach us all equal. And I really liked right. that about it because when I went into our school, I was already really powerful because I have always been a snow skier and I've always been a water skier. And at that particular time I went into the school, I was trying to decide if I wanted to really become a professional water skier and enter a competition. I was in a dilemma at that time, but then when I really got into martial arts and I saw and went to tournaments and everything that was available for women 
And when I looked at water skiing and I saw how many women were already water skiing, I decided mm-hmm. I was going to go the route and try to build uh, the art for women. So I went into uh, Kung Fu. And uh, because I had really strong legs and powerful arms, and I was, I've always been very strong, within uh, being in the school for six weeks, Al threw me in a tournament. And of course, you know, with Al, nothing wow. to explain. He just said, oh, you can do it. You know, you've learned how to do some basic kicks and how to do some basic punches. I said, yes, basic. I said, I, I'm not ready. I don't know how to fight. He said, yes, you do know how to fight. You, you think you don't know how to fight. I said, I know how to fight my brothers and sisters, but... I, this is a tournament. I don't even know what you're talking about. He said, don't worry, don't worry. That was always his way. I'm there to guide you. So the night before the tournament, he made a mock ring, and he put some people out there and said, okay, this is what you're going to do, and this is how it's going to look, and this is how it's going to be. Okay, I said. So <laughs> the next morning, I go to the tournament. Everything was exactly as Al had told me it was going to be, but the one thing he neglected to tell me was that as a white belt, it didn't matter if I'd only been in the school for six weeks. You lined up with somebody that was your own size, and if they happened to be a black belt, so be it. And my first matches, uh, my first six tournaments were all with brown, blues, greens, and black belts. And uh, when I got there and it was time for me to fight my match, I, I didn't want to go in because she was a black belt. Sit down. He literally pushed me in the ring, and I was <laughs> in the ring. <laughs> I said, okay, I, I better not act like a fool and embarrass the school. I better do what's necessary. So out of uh, sheer fear, I think anybody would react the same way if you have a little bit of knowledge. If you see somebody running at you, with kicks and punches, you know, you're thinking they're trying to kill you. It's normal to haul up and strike them as hard as you can. And naturally, that's what I did. So my arms were really powerful. My legs were really strong. And I was always disqualified because sometimes I would draw blood. A few times I knocked them out. And that was when Al said, yep, yep, that's my lady fighter. But now she's got to learn how to control and so he pulled me out. But those six tournaments that I did go into, it was really cool because I was able to see that there was more to the art than just this fighting bit. You, you had forms, which I thought was so beautiful when I watched all the competition. However, at that time, you didn't really see much kung fu. You saw right. all the hard styles, yes. And then uh, I saw weapons, and I thought, wow, I want to do that. I want to do this. And so my bargain with Al was, okay, uh, and I know it was no disrespectful, no disrespect to my teacher, but I've always been a woman who says what she thinks. And I said, okay, I don't want to just go in there and get the guts kicked out of me. I want to be able to do that pretty stuff with the weapon and the form. you got to teach me all of it. And then mm-hmm. I'll consent to fighting. And so that was our deal, and uh, he did, and... I began to go into tournaments one right after another after another. I think I won something like 57 tournaments in a row without losing. Whoa! And wow. it began to get um, it was very frightening because uh, you would go to a tournament, and I would always say to Al, oh, my God, this is the one somebody's going to kill me. I just feel it. And he said, no, 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 just keep doing what you're doing. Just go in there. And I just can't keep going. You begin to doubt yourself when you win so much. And I um, 
after a while, in, it was very difficult to do fighting because the things, I don't know if you remember way back then, I'm so much older than you, tournaments yeah. back then were, uh, you didn't just go and fight a match or two. My God, we had round robin. Sometimes you yeah. were lined up to fight yeah. 20 I, people. I remember that. <laughs> oh, yes. And, you know, we and, like and to do a, the 80s. Yeah. Oh, it was, it was just a nightmare. I got so tired just from waiting around. And then yeah. as soon as you get through fighting, change my uniform and run over and, and do a kata, you know, and I go, oh, I'll run over there. And with me uh-huh. in form, I was the world's worst. I, would, I was always a bundle of joy, a joy, of nerves, no joy, a bundle of nerves. <laughs> and I would get so nervous. And oh, oh, he would almost have heart failure because I would get up and... You know, when you stand up from the floor, all the blood would rush up to my head. And I'd walk up there and look at the judges. I couldn't even remember who I was, let alone the form. I would be so nervous. It was much easier to fight than it was to do a form or to do a weapon. Any day, Mm -hmm. I would rather fight than do uh, something all by myself. But so many times, you know, I forget my form. I remember my kung fu boot flying off. I remember bra straps breaking and hanging. I remember people asking me to tell them what I was doing. It didn't make any sense because they were hard styles and I was kung fu. I remember people laughing at me and calling me Miss Hollywood coming to perform in her pajamas. Oh, I had a really hysterical. But my, you know, someday I have to write a book about my experiences in tournament. It was absolutely amazing. And I always insist with all of the, the ladies and the men that I teach today, it's mandatory if you take from me that I want you to enter a tournament. Not that you have to do it forever, but you have to have the guts and the courage to do it at least a couple of times. Because it takes a lot of guts and courage to go in and fight and form and weapon. You know, you find out kind of who you really are when you're all alone out there. I was right. Yes. Wow. So, have I answered your question? Yes. My training with Al. No, I haven't. <laughs> it. My training with Al was uh, brutal. Um, it okay. was, you know, when I teach classes today, okay. and today is a world of softness. Everybody, it's time to do ab work or whatever, or you're going to take a fall to the floor. They're running for the mat. Well, I need. Wait, I got to get my mat. And I go, wait a minute. What do you mean, your mat? You know, you're in reality. No one's gonna fall on that floor, and I said, "Oh my God, how soft the world has become from when we started years and years and years and years ago. We had no mm-hmm. padding, no mats, no That's nothing, right. just duct tape." <laughs> yeah, I want to tell I want to tell my listen I want to tell our listeners something about uh, about Sigong L. Sigong L was one of my teachers teachers, and. I think I went to every seminar that Seagong Al ever did uh, when he was here in Seattle. And when Malia says that training was brutal and I got him in the later years, it was brutal. We falling on concrete, my head bouncing off the concrete, people's eyes, you know, like black eyes, black out eyes and fish hook mouths. And it was brutal. And when I got my black belt, in a testing session uh, under him, that was double brutal. And I'm like thinking it, 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 it gave me a whole new respect for Kajakembo one hop Kundo. I just, I was yeah. just like, Holy crap. You know, 
Um, and yeah. you are, are, are a pioneer for um, the women. Oh, isn't that amazing? Hospital. I'm still here to talk about it. I survived. And we love you for it. We absolutely love you for it, Malia. I love oh my me gosh. for it also. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, my I do. I love me very much, but I'm still here to talk about it. My God. Yes. You know, you know, Rosita, when you are a woman, and, you know, guys, at long ago, guys really didn't particularly care to have you around. They wanted it to be the men's club, not right. the men and women's club. And I had to fight hard for that. I had to prove. Way back then, you had to prove everything. Prove, prove, mm-hmm. prove you were worthy of things. I got so sick of having right. to prove. You know, I was so sick of it, you know. And you know what was the reward for all of it, Rasika? When I was just okay. a little old white belt, I think I told you this story once before. After I'd been to several tournaments and I realized there was a magazine out there called Black Belt. And it was right. all, all all about men, you know. And I thought, I looked through it. I'd always looked through it. Al had it in the school all the time. And I and one day I, I said to Al, what? aren't there any women out in this magazine? Oh, I said, no, 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 that's Black Belt Men's Magazine. I said, what? I said, you know what, Al DeCastos? <laughs> and now he's my teacher, mind you, but he understood me. I said, one day, and I told my classmates, I am going to be the first woman on the cover of this magazine. And, of course, here I am, just a white, yellow, orange belt. They're laughing at me. I said, don't laugh, don't laugh. I said, you guys don't know me. When I want something, nothing stops me. I work till I get it. Heck yeah. And my big payoff, my big payoff was the day that the students and even Al came to me with that magazine and asked me for my autograph. Aw. I can <laughs> never forget that. They said, Aww. you said it, Malia, but we really didn't believe it. But we have to believe it. Here it is. So that, to me, is a moment uh, all the way around that I can never forget, doing, the, doing that and doing the cover magazines with, that I did in Europe and doing the cover magazine of Inside Karate with Mark uh, Craig mm-hmm. and myself where we did that. Conan looking. Have you seen that yeah, magazine? I, yeah, I still I have tell it. You an interest, I, I still have tell you an interesting magazine. story. Can I tell you a story about that cover? Yes, please. Please, 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 please. When I went to do that shot with my boys, of course, my boys way back then, oh, you know, how guys are, they don't want to do stuff like this. They go, Mom, I said, oh, just shut up. Come on, we're going to do it. And they said, what are we wearing? I said, I have no clue what we're wearing. And so when we get there, you know, they wanted to do Another typical martial art karate gi thing. And I said, no, I'm not going to do it. If you make me do this kung fu boots and stuff like that, I'm not going to do it. I wanted, if I'm going to be on this magazine, I want it to be remembered forever. And they said, well, what do you have in mind? I said, well, do you have a prop room here in the studio? And they said, well, yeah, we got a room back there with some stuff. And I said, well, open the door and let me look in there. So they opened up the door. So Mark and Craig are looking for something to put on. And I'm looking and looking, and I found this package with this gigantic, uh, it was unopened, a chamois for washing cars. And I looked at this, and I I said, can I open this up? And they said, well, yes, with the car chamois. I said, yeah, can I open it? They said, yes, and I opened it, and it was a big chamois. I know where this is going. I I know what I can do with this. I said, do you have scissors? Why? I said, just give me the scissors. You're telling me to hurry. I have to make what I'm going to wear. And he said, out of that shabby, you're going to make something to wear? I said, yes, give me the scissors. 
So I stripped it down and I wrapped it around my boobs and I wrapped it around my waist <laughs> and I pinned it together and I looked, there were some feathers in there. I stuck the feathers on my shoulder and my two boys, at, at that time, I really had an amazing six-pack. I think I must have had a 12-pack. I wanted to show it. Yeah, you did. You it. had biceps, too. I, I, I wanted to show that. And Mark and Craig said, Mom, you're not going to show your stomach like that. You cover up. What are you talking about, you guys? You cover up. And so there was this big leather belt, which if you see that picture, this big leather belt. Okay, I covered where the bikini chamois was. And you can just kind of see my tummy. But that was how that whole photo session fell into place is what I'm wearing. It was a chamois. And I cut it into pieces and put on some boots. And there we were. Oh my God. And I love that. Wow. And it is true. After the magazine came out, I did tell Mark and Craig I was going to make it into a Christmas card for that year. And they both made me promise you won't do that, Mom. That's embarrassing. You can't send a Christmas card like that. I said, I can. I'm going to. They said, No, you know, Mom, don't. This, so I did. That, that, that cover, <laughs> Malia, that cover, I still have that. I still have that in one of my boxes at home, and I I can see it in my mind. But you know what? I am gonna post this picture on 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 the episode marquee that we have on Facebook because you know I I want the listeners out there to know that I thought that this was like legitimate like like leather like leather bustier type thing leather skirt and the, the it was a chamois a chamois it's a car chamois and i tore it up and, and covered my boobs up and covered half of my bottom up and said okay i'm ready oh my God. <laughs> i think we actually we had scotch tape holding the back and my kids kept saying mom mom that top is gonna fall off it was hysterical I laughed and laughed. I said, no, the top's not going to fall off. I promise it's not going to fall off. But, you know, always doing things with my two boys. They're so protective of me. They're just so protective of me. I absolutely adore and love them. But that everything, everything I've ever done has had a huge story behind it because I've never, and I don't mean to be that way. It's just the way God made me is that I just, you know, I always see something can be better or something can be you know, you can give it a little bit of spice. Or I, I think there's a lot of people that really don't know. I'm an uh, interior designer. I, I do uh, oh, home decorating cool. for low-income people, uh, people who like oh, to have wow. beauty, oh, but wow. they don't. They don't have the money to do it. And I together these beautiful looks. I've always had a flair and a touch and a knack for taking something ordinary and turning it into extraordinary. And uh, oh, right. I, that's oh, I, I, I love that. Uh, so if anybody out there ever wants a beautiful home down on a low-income budget, here I am. <laughs> wow, I should move down to California then. I can travel. There, there you go. So I posted that magazine cover on, on the show market because I swear it looks like, you know, like camel leather, you know. But no, it's, it's a car shammy. That's awesome. A car shammy. I can't get over how funny that is. And Mark and Mark, they, they look just so like tough men. Mark has the long ponytail, and Craig has yes. all that bushy hair. Yes. Way back then, Craig was really making lots of money off of that hair because he used to do 
a lot of uh, modeling back there. He mm-hmm. did both Martin and Craig uh, did work in Italy. They did work all over Europe, and Craig here in, in the states. But his hair was his calling card, and he, you know, for the longest time he, he wore that hair. And then one day he walked in my house, and I didn't know who it was. He had cut it all off. He said, "I've had enough." I said, "Oh my gosh, Craig." I can't believe you catch your hair. He says, yeah, I'm tired of it. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's my boys. I love them dearly, and they're my, they're my life. They're my everything. Wow. That's a cover yeah, to remember. Now, I'm remember. having, like, I'm echo, having issues. echo issues. So give okay. me one second, you guys. I have to unplug something really quick. Really quick. Okay. Let's try this real quick here. Okay, let's see if that works. Nope. <laughs> I'm still having echo issues, but we'll we'll just have to get through it, I guess. <clears throat> but okay, so I'm going to give the mic over to Bob <laughs> while I sit here and and laugh at the car shammy thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Go ahead and laugh. <laughs> oh, that's such an awesome story, Malia. Okay, go ahead, Bob. Okay. Well, you know what? You had such an incredible tournament career. One that paid, yes. one that paved the way for the, for the soft forms and open tournaments in the sixties and seventies, where hard styles dominated. Oh yes. How did you How high. did you fare fare in those tournaments? As to one, there was no kung fu back then in tournaments. Two, you were a woman. How How did you fare in those tournaments when you were fighting an uphill battle it didn't matter just you know I went I knew I was prepared and I trained hard and I wanted it and I always felt every time I went to a tournament that it was time for the audience to see something different and I was always proud to present what I did and I always really was uh, warmly uh, accepted by the audience not always by the competitors and even sometimes not by the judges uh, because a lot of people didn't understand kung fu back then, and they would just say, "Oh, it's pretty, but it's you know it's not effective," or this or that, and you know. But I didn't care. I just kept coming, coming, coming. But the beautiful part of it was I was winning, winning, winning. So it didn't matter. Right. Somebody liked me. The judges liked me. Somebody liked me. And every time uh, I competed, I would win. I would win, and I would go against really the 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 champions of the day the the ladies that were always winning and you know didn't I didn't really think I was any better than any of them the only thing that was different about me was exactly that I was different I was refreshing something they hadn't seen and it 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 perked an interest in the crowd I do you know Robert when I used to compete way longer than ago and then I'm going to reflect back to the internationals but it usually was the same with every tournament. Then all of us, all of us competitors used to perform for an audience. The internationalists mm-hmm. could have 6,000 people. It could fill the, interna- in the, uh, uh, the international uh, convention center where they were in Long Beach, where they were held. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the, the bleachers, the grandstands, the seating for all day long was stuffed with people. We performed right. to a full house. It was absolutely an energy booster to have that many people cheering you on. And one of the things that I remember, two things I remember about my lifetime career as a martial artist, there's many things, but 
two things that really I can't believe I did. Number one, at the Internationals one year, uh, the house came to a total standstill when I was performing. I didn't know this when I was performing. I was just busy trying to win. And I'm mm-hmm. doing my form. And the Internationals used to have this elevated stage. You know, it's really cool. But mm-hmm. uh, this was during the eliminations, and I was down on the main floor. But I can still remember the announcer said, said uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to bring everybody to standstill attention. And it, it was awesome. They had said, uh, Malia DePascos is performing. Let's all watch. Can you imagine wow. that? I just could not imagine that. The house came to a total standstill. The fight, wow. everything, and watched me perform it. I was blown away. I was absolutely blown away. That was the first time. And the second time was again at the Internationals. And it was Southern California versus Northern California in the finals to fight Lily Equates. And she had never lost mm-hmm. out here. And I was doing pretty good in my neck of the woods. And we finally were going to meet for the first time. That was for the finals. And there mm-hmm. we go up on stage. And, I, and Lily, I loved her. Oh, I'm so sad she's gone. She's an amazing mm-hmm. lady. But mm-hmm. I can still remember... Um, I went up on stage first, and as I was going up those stairs, I can remember the uh, Los Angeles, Southern California crowd asking me, what are you bothering to go up there for? You're just going to take second place. Just go get your trophy. And I, oh, man. And I said, that's what they told me. They said, just don't embarrass yourself. Just go get your second place trophy. And I said, time will tell. And I walked to the middle of the ring, and then they brought up Lily, and of course, her hometown, they were roaring with Lily. And then we began, and it was a hard match, and finally it went into overtime. But I came out, I beat her with a roundhouse kick. I won. And so I would (laughs) never forget, as I was walking down those stairs at the Internationals, that same crowd that told me to go pick up second place, I said, wow, who's picking up second place? And I smiled and walked by. <laughs> Those are the two times in my tournament career that were really memorable. I have been so many wow. of them, but you know, when you think, you think about it, and you know, I've, I've told this story to Benny and to his family and, and, mm-hmm. and to Alfred and all of them with no disrespect. It was just Anybody who's a competitor and you beat somebody you know is the favorite. You, I'm not going to be too shy about it, but I'm not going to be too bragging about it either. But I right. have to say something. It's not like me to keep my mouth shut. i got to say a little something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my, right. If you've got to flaunt it, right? Well, yeah, Bob, yeah, I got let's go ahead something. and take a – oh, yeah, right? Bob, let's go ahead and take a, uh, a phone line, okay? With The, the phone lines okay. are beginning to blow up here, Malia. So let's take, uh, let's see here, um, area code 503, 503, you're on Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio. Who's this? Hi, this is Jeannie. Oh, hi, Jeannie. Hi, Jeannie. Hey, Jeannie. Hi, thanks for calling Dynamic show? Dojo. Yes, I love this show, and I, and I think the two of you are awesome at this. Oh, right on. Oh, thank, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. Thank you for calling, Jeannie. Oh, definitely. What do you want to know today, Jeannie? What is your question? Well, you know, you've been talking about all of your uh, competitive years. What's been your single most vivid memory of that time? Ooh. My most vivid memory of that time? Yes. 
Uh, my, okay, give me one second. Receipt to talk to Jeannie. I have to think. <laughs> okay. Um, Jeez. Well, memory the of most that You stumped Malia. Oh, I know. Uh, and this is a stupid, Eugenie. I can give you a vivid memory. It's kind of stupid. Excuse me. It's definitely a, a vivid it was, San, it was in San Francisco, California. And it was at uh, Ralph Castro's tournament. Uh, there are two events that happened with Ralph Hello. Castro's tournament. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah. Hello. Are you there? We can hear you fine. All right. Do I, I, am I going to continue on? Yes? Please do. Okay. Yes, please. I thought you lost me. All right. Uh, at, oh, wait. Uh, we, did, we did wait. Hold on. Jeannie did drop. Her phone line did drop. Um, so we're going to wait for her to call back. <laughs> She's, she didn't run away from my answer. Oh, well, you know, we, we shall not give. We won't give her a second try. Yeah, well, we. She, I'm sure she'll call back. It, yeah, the, the, the this big red flag dropped onto my studio board that said "Caller Genie dropped," and I'm like, "What?" So. We'll oh. Yeah. Well, that's wait not till, nice. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah. Is she back? Okay, well, then I, I, uh, I won't. If Jeannie doesn't call back, I will definitely give you my vivid memory. Well, here, she, <laughs> she's right here. You, uh, you there, Jeannie? I am here. I, I was okay. listening, and all of a sudden, nothing. Okay. Yeah, it was weird. Right, it was weird. It just, you just, right. whoop, you're are you ready? Okay. I better answer the question quick, because Jeannie might disappear again. <laughs> All right, let's do this. My most vivid memories in the martial art world. Number one, I was competing Ralph Castro tournament, San Francisco, California. I did a, a drop down low to the floor, floor, and my kung fu pants split. I was so oh. thankful I had on black underwear because there my butt was hanging out. And <laughs> The second vivid memory is I finished my form at Ralph Castro's tournament, and everybody gave me a perfect score. I, I had first place. Wow. But then they said, we have to take it away from you, Malia, because if you pay attention, who did you bow to? And I was bowing to the audience and not the judges. So obviously I made a big mistake. Oh. So they said, we're sorry. We're taking your first place away from you. And then in Fairfield, California, I remember going in. We used to be able to have lockers. I went in to get my clothes, and somebody had decided they needed to be washed and threw all my clothes in the swimming pool. I remember being attacked in the ladies' restroom, multi-man attacked. I was so thankful I was a rotten, dirty fighter because... It was easy to do multi-man. Somebody's trying to hurt me in the ladies' restroom. Can you imagine? And then uh, I remember watching one of my students fight at a tournament, and I was standing there, minding my own business, watching her fight, and somebody came running up from behind me and threw a hook, a hook, a roundhouse fist into my face from my backside. And I oh turned God. around and I evolved. And so I can remember Howard Jackson pulling her away. And I can remember some other man, I don't know who he was, pulling me away because they didn't want a riot to start in there. And 
I, oh, I've had so many encounters Holy that I will never forget in the martial arts. I remember Holy living in Germany. Rosita, you want to hear a funny story? Or oh, Jeannie, you yes, can hear please. a funny story. I got so many funny <laughs> stories. When I lived in Germany, my school was on the Raperbahn. And for people who don't know what the Raperbahn is, it's where the legalized prostitution, the red light district is. Oh, That's uh-huh. a huge business in Hamburg. And, you know, it's not only the prostitution row, but, you know, they have great restaurants and they have gambling and they have boutiques and they have everything there. And I took over an old bowling alley and turned it into a kung fu school. So I used to go to work every day, and I would take uh, the U-Bahn, which is the train system, and I'd always have to walk straight through Prostitution Row. And so I'd be hustling up the walkway, going to work, and these men would come up, and they'd think that I was one of the ladies of the oh. evening, and they'd ask me if I was going to work. And I, and, and I said, yes, I am going to work. And they say, can we go with you? And I said, well, absolutely. They follow me, and they think that I, I was going to go to the window and work when I'd open up the door to the Kung Fu school. They go, what's this? I said, I teach martial arts. Would you like a lesson? <laughs> it was hysterical. I had so much fun and with with that area of which my school was located in. But I was, uh, it was really funny because the school was enormous. It was big, but sometimes during the break from... I think upstairs for me, I, I, I hope America can settle with things like this. But, uh, you know, when you, anyhow, up above my school, because my bowling alley is down below and up above, there was a, a sex shop, which had a sex show going on all the time, 24 <laughs> hours a day. And so the girls that used to do that show up there, they just, they put their clothes on, they come down, because all schools in Germany have a bar. And mine was no uh-huh. exception. I had a bar also. They come and sit down on their break and watch the kung fu and this. And then one day they became my students, and I oh. thought, oh, you know, you know, I never. Everybody is everybody. We all do what we have to do. And if that was your chosen profession, who am I to say anything about anybody? So I taught them, and it, you know, it was really funny because I can remember sometimes going home. They not only did the sex shows, but they worked. A street, a street, and I one time had to take a detour, and when I went down the street, I almost had heart failure. They were out the street work, working, and they were wearing my Kung Fu t-shirt. <laughs> oh. They were advertising for me. <laughs> oh it was goodness. so, so funny, but, and also, you know, another lesson I learned about teaching this group of women is that I never think I'm better than anybody, ever, never, ever. I'm not. I'm, I'm the same. I just happened to be that I chose a sport that made me into something. But one time they invited me if I would come to afternoon tea because in Germany, 3 o'clock is tea time. Tea and kuchen mm-hmm. means tea and a piece of cake. And, and, and they expected me to say no. They asked me to meet them at this very well-known tea house. And I said, sure, what time should I be there? And I joined him there, and we sat. I sat there with a group of ladies of the night, and they all told me that they they had a bet that I wouldn't come. And I, you know, I said, well, why wouldn't I come? I said, absolutely, I'm here. And those kind of things I never can forget. I I, I never think I'm better than anybody, Rosita. I'm just Malia, and I I have feelings for everyone and a big heart. And mm-hmm. yeah, I like to see people. Uh, accomplish what they want. 
Jeannie, did I answer your question? More than answered it. That was wonderful. I know. <laughs> wow. I know. I just call me Miss Verbal Diarrhea. <laughs> I never lost for words because there's so much stored up over the years. I have a lot you to know, talk about. This is, this is why we love you. I mean, you know, we need to have you on again. You know, let's go ahead and take another phone line, Bob. Uh, this, uh, this caller's Absolutely. been holding for about 10 minutes. We've got area code 207. 207, you're on Dynamic Dojo. Who's this? Hi, this is Shelly Nunchucks. Hey, Shelly, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing good. <laughs> Thank you for having me on the air. I had a call in from Malia, and I got to tell you, I actually got to meet her at Dragon Fest. I mean, I had her on my show and stuff, and she's like, I don't know if you can swear it up, but she's a kick ass person, a yeah, woman. It's you like, can, yeah, you can <laughs> swear here. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, figure me, because I didn't know what the rules were. I know it's Blog Talk Radio, I do my own show, and it's like, I was trying to figure out because it does say 6 o'clock and I'm on East Coast time and this is like my bedtime. So I've been calling going, what time is it? So I've been calling like every hour trying to figure oh. out, is this, is this on? And I'm like, it said 6 o'clock. And I'm like, I'm going, uh, from a later, I'll try to stay up for a few minutes and call in because she's just a wonderful person. And I just like... I just want to thank you. She's like a role model for me now. She's a wonderful woman, and I kind of look up to her. Oh, how sweet of you to say that. (laughs) And it's true. She's like, you know. You're making me humble and modest, and I'm speechless for a few moments. Yeah, I just, you know, it's it, it's a beautiful. It, it, it's she's so beautiful, and I see that she she's taxed it on to her sons, and it's like when she was out in Dragon Fest, she was there with her son Christopher Chris, and I was like, I didn't know who Malia was. I mean, I've seen her son Mark DeCastro's two films, like Couple Waiter and stuff like that. Uh, uh, only the strong, um, and when I got to know Malia and had her on the show, I was like, she's a hot ticket. And I'm just hearing this story about, I guess, the ladies of the night. I'm going, oh, my gosh, I'm calling in to hear about martial arts, and I'm learning a lot more about Malia tonight. (laughs) You know what? If you ever look at that that magazine where I'm wearing the chamois, I think it says it's uh, Budo's most colorful martial artist. I'm very colorful with my life and my stories, and... I'm very well-rounded. I have I enjoy life and living, and I remember everything I've ever seen, done, or experienced. And I love to share it because I think it makes that's what makes memories. Mm-hmm. Right, me. it's a good one. <laughs> right, I, like, I just didn't expect that calling in. I was like, oh, she's such, a, she's such an interesting woman. Well, you know, it's part of, it was part of my my life in Europe, and I'm I'm not ashamed of it. I I taught kung fu. I can't help it that my business was in the red light district. Uh, but you know, I uh, everybody deserves to learn the art, and if anybody deserved to know the art, I felt these ladies did. They had to be able to protect themselves. Now, I, I don't know, like, how much I've missed because I know you were talking about the martial arts, but remember the, the information you gave me? I think it was, like, um, I don't know if you call it seminars or stuff. Can you tell more people about that? You know how you were, um, oh, you I wanted to bring that up on my show? My afternoon, spend an afternoon with Malia? <laughs> now, yeah. that sounds kind of risque. That sounds like it's straight <laughs> out of the streets of Hamburg. 
<laughs> Actually, I had I was pushing this at Dragon Fest as well as Cynthia's roast. I was pushing what I'm now doing, spending afternoon with Malia. And this man came up and he says, "Oh, will the afternoon run into the evening?" <laughs> I said, no, it was afternoon with Malia. It doesn't say afternoon and evening. But afternoon, spend an afternoon with Malia is really about uh, empowerment. It has nothing really to do with uh, training in the arts, uh, uh, with exercise. It has to do basically with, with the mind, you know. And when I, when I was thinking about doing all of this stuff, you know, it says, uh, and I, I don't like the word empowerment. And so, you know, looked up in the di- dictionary, what is empowerment? really mean and it means it actually is acknowledging the fulfillment of our individual possibilities and that mm. is precisely what I would like to do with each and every person who spends an afternoon with Malia and it all started because you know I'm suddenly a woman of age and I'm thinking mm. I'm so much older than everybody and I get so sick and tired of hearing people come up with the excuse well, we're too old now, and, you know, my, me, I'm so fresh with my mouth. I, well, of course you're old now. Look, what, look at your condition. You're, you have none. You let yourself get out of shape. You let yourself get old. You let yourself, all these things happen to you. That's why you need to spend an afternoon with Malia. Now, I always make it clear with everybody that I don't have a degree for what I teach. I didn't go to college and earn my master's, none of that stuff. But what I have is 100 times better than any of that. A life as a martial artist and being the wife of Al DeCascos has taught me a life, a life experience. Mm-hmm. And I have lived, I have lived many, 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 many lives. And you know, when I come to the end of my day, every single day, there is nobody I dislike. There's nobody I wish bad feelings for. There's nobody I hate. I pray for each and every person. I want happiness, good fortune, health for all. And this is why people ask me today, how is it you are, you, how, you, how you are today? Well, first of all, I'm a child of God. I believe in my God, my heavenly body. Mm-hmm. Without him, I would be nothing. He guides me, shows me my road. Sometimes I'm mm-hmm. too stupid and I don't see it. But what I do know is, you know, I'm called a grandmaster, and I'm called all these great titles, but I really am just Malia. And I, I, I am the one, that one title I really don't mind people using is pioneer, because if there's anything I really was, I am the true pioneer for women in martial arts. That no one can disagree upon. For but when you sure. Talk of, yes. Yeah, yes. when you talk about what does age have to do with it, nothing. And so in my afternoon with Malia, we talk about how to make life changes and to find out what's best for you. And a lot of people have given up on their dreams because of the fact they got married, raised their kids, put them through college. Uh-huh. Then suddenly they find their big home empty. The kids are gone. And then the wife sits there twiddling her thumbs, sad and not knowing what to do. And that's when I like to step in and, and, and try to find out what were your dreams before they all were left behind. Maybe we can pick up and move forward. Maybe you have new dreams. And then you always have the people that they're not consistent about anything. They, today they're going to work out, tomorrow they don't. Then you have mm-hmm. people who are always putting everybody <clears throat> first. So I like to teach people how to balance their life. And we talk about physical fitness and all of that. But spending an afternoon with Malia 
is, you know, I keep it small, 20 people, and actually I'll be coming to maybe your city. I'm going to be traveling doing this, and, and I always, you know, tell everybody to, you know, look for me. I might be in your city, and uh, they can find they can find out about it. You know, I uh, they can email me, and I'm more than happy to let them know where I'm going. But an afternoon with Malia is um, kind of like the actor's workshop, and at times I will bring someone in, and they'll talk about how they've experienced life, and we'll have cold mm-hmm. drinks, and we have appetizers, we'll have laughter and fun, maybe some music playing, but it has nothing to do with working out. However, if someone would want to work out, that's a whole other avenue, and I'd be more than happy <laughs> to do that at another time. But very cool. And well, then, if you know, it's my you know, somebody somebody got uh, insulted because on my little spend an afternoon with Malia, underneath my picture it says every woman should be a little bit Barbie and a little bit GI Joe, and and I, I truly believe that. I think every woman should look mm-hmm. like a woman, but she should also be able to take care of herself like a man. And, mm-hmm. and I I say that because not to insult anybody, but that's just the slogan I've always believed in. And so mm-hmm. an afternoon with Malia, is, I've had a lot, a lot of response. There have been some people that wanted to know if maybe we would turn it in, even something for YouTube or maybe do DVDs on it or, you know, actually do something with it. And I said, well, we'll see. But uh, it's an empowerment afternoon. And like I said, I don't like that word empowerment. But that's what it is. And it isn't just for women. You know, there's a lot of people that have problems. If when I was a young girl, someone would have presented me with something like this, maybe I would have gone a different road. You know, who knows? But, and I think you know, Rosita, as being a teacher, you meet so many students, whether they're Mm -hmm. young or middle-aged or adults that are kind of wandering and lost and Mm -hmm. looking for help and don't know where to go. And not everybody's into kick and punch. You know, that isn't the world for everybody kick and punch. But if you can help somebody find their path, and usually if you you help them find a path, it eventually leads in to kick and punch because when you have such a passion for the art, you can't help but snatch these people up and put them in a class somewhere. (laughs) Right. Yeah, you just know how good it is for them. You know, it's like it's best to be able to learn this. But that's what it's all about. (laughs) Did I answer your question? (laughs) Yeah, I just, um, you know, I like to um, even invite you back on my show again. I know this isn't my show, but you're always always welcome with open arms on the Shelly Nunchuck show. (laughs) Yes. But anyhow, you know, I... uh, I love to be a teacher, but, you know, sometimes you want to look for another level to reach out towards. And um, being a teacher, I see so many of these very things that I'm talking about here. You know, the excuses that I hear all the time, and I get so sick of them because, man, I've had so many reasons to quit on everything in life, but I never quit because I'm not a quitter. I won't quit Mm -hmm. until it's over and there's nothing more I can do. I'll fight it to the Bare nail. I won't quit, mm. even though people tell me I'm nuts. But that's just what I'm made up of. But I'm a fighter <laughs> through and through, and that's uh, right that's on. how life should be. You have to fight. You can't wait for everybody to fight for you, but you like to to show that you could use support to help you. Not I, if I didn't have four legs on the chair, I wouldn't be able to sit on it right now. It needed support, <laughs> and so everything in life needs support. That's right. So, 
Okay. That's right. I'll be quiet. <laughs> any any other questions? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's it. I just wanted to call her because I had that chance to meet her at Dragon Fest, and she's Very just cool. an awesome, just well-rounded woman, and I kind of have inspiration from it. I just wanted to say thank you very much to Malia. Thank you, thank you. Thanks I'm, for I'm calling. I'm glad that you took the time to stay up so late and call me. <laughs> right on. Okay, go crawl <laughs> under the blanket and go to sleep. Okay, By the way, Shelly, you guys have way, a good Shelly, night. Hold on a sec. Hold on a sec, Shelly. By the way, I have heard of your show. I didn't know that you were at Dragon Fest. I would have wanted to meet you. Um, kind of off topic, but let's see about having you come on our show for an episode. How's that sound? Sure. That sounds great. Um, I think I found you. Is you, Are you under the picture? Did you post under Malia's? It's um, Rosita, R-E-S-T-I-T-A. Okay, because I put a yeah. quote underneath this, so I'll friend you on Facebook. Sounds good. I'll get in touch with you in the next month. Okay, that sounds great. You awesome. guys have a good night. Enjoy the rest of your show. All right. Good night. Bye. All bye right. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. The phone lines bye. are blowing up, folks. We've got uh, got a bunch of people online here. We've got uh, – so give us a call if you want to talk to Malia Bernal, 347-677-0699. Now, we have a mutual friend of ours, Malia, on the line who's been waiting very patiently. We've got Mr. Rick St. Clair joining us. How you doing oh, there, Oh, my Rick? buddy Rick St. Clair. I love that man. <laughs> How you doing, Rick? <laughs> Rick St. Clair. He's my Starbucks coffee. <laughs> oh, he's a fabulous man. Rick, I had such yes. a fabulous time when we were in Manteca. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Can you hear me? I can yes. hear you loud and clear. Oh, oh thank you for really calling, Rick. Oh, my pleasure. Uh, I had a great time. It was Masters with or Coffee with the Masters. Coffee it with the Masters. Fabulous. Yeah. Yes, it was so much fun because it had nothing to do with anything. Just ordinary people gossiping, talking, laughing, and drinking coffee and, and getting to know each other. Wasn't that cool? That well, of course, awesome. you guys already, you already knew each other. I was, you know, I was unsure whether to go or not because I thought it was a man's club. And then here comes Miss Mouthy here to the men's circle <laughs> and disrupts everything. <laughs> but no, oh, they assured awesome. me. <laughs> they assured awesome. me I was welcome, so I went. <laughs> but it was that awesome. was fun. Uh, Grandmaster Al and Joe there, it was just fabulous. It was uh, a good outing. Yes, it, it's such an awesome thing that you guys do because it really is a nice break from anything to do with martial arts. And it's really a nice break to be able to learn something about each person and, you know, have one-on-one conversation with them. And I learned so much about each and every one of you guys, which I'm going to write in my next book. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm joking. But it was a no. great afternoon <laughs> or great morning. Did you read why I invited you guys, Rick, to come and join us? Uh, Bob Gomez and I, we've decided the next invitation, we would like you to come to San Jose, California, and instead of coffee at Starbucks, we're going to have dim sum at Dynasty. Ooh. I, I did see that. <laughs> I, I think Coffee with Masters is going to grow. We're going to do a San Francisco, a South Bay, and, and beyond. So, uh, Rosita, you're, you're, you're totally invited on that one. I so yeah. would want to come to that. I so would it's want so to come to that. It's so much fun. Send you me know, the guys can do co- You know, the guys can do coffee, uh, but 
the lady is going to do dim sum. Yeah, I was okay. hungry when I left. <laughs> I was hungry when I left Starbucks. But if you have <laughs> if you have dim sum, you won't leave hungry. So we're going to do dim sum with Bob Gomez and Malia. There you go. <laughs> but yes, that's, that's a lot of fun. You have to come. Maybe we might make a trip to Seattle. Who knows? I would love that. I would. I'll drag Bob up here for that. You know, you know, I would love for all of you guys to come up to Seattle and uh, Who we'll, knows? Do Starbucks, we'll do Starbucks up here, the birthplace of Starbucks. How cool would that oh, be? Yeah. I will take you guys to the original first Starbucks and we could do coffee with the master Seattle, Seattle episode. How cool is that? Starbucks. We could do that. Well, well, I'll bring it up at the next Starbucks coffee meeting. There you go. I think that would be awesome. <laughs> it, it would be fun <laughs> But anyhow Bob is there anything you wanted to ask me? Bob or, or, or Rick Not Bob Gomez <laughs> oh, The other Bob, Bob Deal But we have Robert Deal, my co-host Oh, us. Bob's on the phone, okay Bob. Yeah, Bob's here Bob, Hello? where are you Bob? Yes, I'm right here Okay Is there, any, is there anything you wanted to ask me? any other questions I do. You know what, question. Malia? We, we, we need to get into the the event you've got coming up in three weeks. Tell us That's about right. Night to what Remember. Have, what on earth do I have coming up in three weeks? I have a roast. That's right. <laughs> I have the Cynthia Rock Rock Party of the Year, Roast of the Year. I'm sure that everybody who's been on my Facebook page or your Facebook page has seen the poster of the roasting of Cynthia Rothrock, which is August the 13th in Los Angeles, California, at the Aries Hotel. I would like to tell you, everybody knows what a roast is, but not everybody knows about the venue. And I would like to talk a little bit about this venue that I have selected to roast Cynthia in. If you go on my Facebook page, you can see pictures of it. I've showed the fireplace. I've showed the entryway, the staircase. I've showed the, uh, what the hotel bedroom looks like. I've showed everything about this place. And the reason I selected the Aries Hotel, which is in Hawthorne, California, 15 minutes from Manhattan Beach, is because I lived in Europe for so long, and it had a touch of Europe. You may be on the outside of the Aries Hotel, but when you open the front door, you're into the world of a little bit of Europe, and I loved it. I loved everything about it. I have a social hour, which happens at 6.30. It goes from 6.30 until uh, I think it's quarter, quarter to 8. And I'm actually having it. It's a garden. It's a garden party. Remember old Ricky Nelson's song, Garden Party? Oh, uh-huh. Well, come to my <laughs> garden party. This is what it is. It's held outside. The social hour is held outside in a garden, an actual <laughs> garden. It's surrounded by olive trees, green bushes. It's lit up with little Christmas lights. It's under the stars. It's absolutely awesome and beautiful. It has so much charm. And then when that is over with, they actually ring a chime to let you know it's time for dinner, just like they would do in Europe. And then the French doors open up and you leave the garden party and you walk into this beautiful dining room where we have a sit-down meal, and you don't have a, you just sit down, and right away they come take your order, bring it to you, and in between all of that, I'm doing a little bit of talking about 
this and that, but I do have a sit-down meal, which is fabulous. And then I have the best thing on my meal is what I like is I have a dessert bar. (laughs) They said, what do you want for dessert? And I said, well, what are my options? And they said, well, you can either have apple strudel or you can have a cheesecake or whatever. I said, oh, man, I said, don't you have anything different? That is so normal at all these affairs. And I said, well, we do have, we do have a dessert bar. I said, oh, that sounds interesting. What is that? And they said, well, when their dinner is over with, they don't have to have their dessert right away. The dessert bar is set up in the corner, and we have an array of desserts, whatever they want. Whenever they want something sweet, they get up to go to the dessert bar, and they select their dessert. And I think that is so awesome. And so that is my uh, dessert bar. And then I have amazing roasters. I, uh, you know, everybody knows Cynthia. That is very true. And everybody sees uh, Don Wilson, James Wilson, and, and we see Art Camacho. We see all these guys everywhere. But I have a little story about each and every one of them also as they get up to roast Cynthia. So they can't really think <laughs> that I'm just going to say this is Art Camacho. Oh, no. There has to be a little story behind Art Camacho, and there will be. But we have uh, Cynthia's best friend. We have uh, uh, Lauren, which we all know, Hollis and Roger. We all know Lauren. They're always with Cynthia. Everybody assures me that they have amazing stories that they're going to tell me about Cynthia, and I think we're all waiting to see that. They say that she might even blush. Well, I'm going to get up real close and personal and see if she really does blush. Not about these stories. I have to, I will tell you if she bless you. But <laughs> I'm I have uh, you know, my son Mark, he has assured me that if his uh, professional schedule doesn't interfere, he will be there for the evening. And oh, so very good. uh well, I would love you know, everybody always asks me about Mark, but he's such a hard worker and he hardly has yeah. any time for anything. But he said, Mom, I won't miss it if I'm, if I'm in there. And, you know, every day, everybody pray. He's still in town. He hasn't had to be. It's all, you know, we've still got a few weeks left. But I would love to have him there because he and my son, Craig, the two of them together are, oh, unbelievable acts themselves. They would have the whole house roaring with laughter. Yeah. And, and themselves are a show. But um, that would be cool. my evening is awesome, you know, and. I have, I do have some tickets still left, and you know, all of you people, I read Facebook every day, telling me how much you love Cynthia and how she's this and how she's that. You know, well, okay, show me how much you love Cynthia. I'm giving her a party, a garden party, and you know, I don't want her to walk away sad because nobody attended. So, if you truly mm-hmm. love Cynthia and and you want to have a great evening. What's $125? I spend that on a couple of pairs of shoes. Come on, you guys. <laughs> uh, buy a ticket and come and enjoy a fabulous meal, a fabulous garden party, fabulous entertainment. Uh, like I had told you earlier, Receipt, that my entertainment for the evening, you know, I didn't want people to think I have, you know, lack of respect for martial arts because that isn't it. But everybody knows uh, what martial artists are all about you know we've seen them mm-hmm. perform we've seen many many times this happen and, and I didn't want to have that at this particular event so I decided that I was going to uh, bring in actual entertainment and I have uh, Julius Melendez who who uh, mm-hmm. actually was with Santana 
and he he was on the multi he's a multi Grammy uh, winner for um, Supernatural. He won for uh, Song of the Year, Smooth. He toured for mm-hmm. one year with Santana. I mean, this is truly entertainment. And he, of course, you know, he will be with me for the whole evening. Uh, he will join in with the festivities, with laughter, and and inviting people, uh, you know, to say and to experience. Um, you know, he's just there. He said, Malia, whatever you need me, I'm here to help you have a great evening. And if that isn't a fabulous man, I don't know what is. I said, you don't know what you're walking into when you're coming into this martial art world. Are you sure you want to be here for the evening? He says, yep. And so we have his music. We have um, the evening. It's like a concert. We have the roast with all these fabulous roasters. We have Mark DeCoscos. We have Art Camacho. To me, Art Camacho is always, you know, if you if you want to have favorites, I've always had a favorite. It's always Art, Art Camacho because he's <laughs> a man of, uh, he's, a, he's mysterious. He's very quiet about himself. He's very quiet about his home life, his private life. He's very, he's very personal, and I really love that about him. And so he he's very mysterious to me. And uh, we took a picture at Dragon Fest, and I, I went up to Art, and Art said, we're going to take a picture. And so I go, Okay. So I said, Art, you got to do me a favor. And he says, what's that, Malia? I said, I want you to remove your glasses. I want a picture of you. He said, no, Malia, I never take these glasses off. I always take pictures. And I said, well, there's always an exception. I said, please, take those glasses off. I want to, I want to see the real art. And he took them off. And he said, I can't believe I'm taking my glasses off. You are so persuasive. And I said, yeah, you got his glasses off. And if you look on Facebook, you're going to see a picture of Art without his glasses. And then I sent him a little note. And I said, oh, you're so beautiful. And look at those eyes. <laughs> but I, I, Art is just, you know, he's a, a man of, uh, he's serious. And I find that interesting about him, that there's not much anybody really knows about him other than what he does. Director right. of movies. Right. His private life, I'm happy. He keeps it very private. I like that. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Mm-hmm. So all of you, um, you've got to come to the show, and and I'm so happy that you and Robert are going to be there. We have to turn it yes. into a great uh, interviewing and show, and I mean, I want this to be a great interview for you yes. guys. I'm so happy. Whatever yes. I can do to make it work, to make it good, I will for sure do. Well, now, just let, let me and Bob go around. Pardon me? Are you going to MC the whole uh, uh, event? I am. Who's better to Good. keep an evening rolling with laughter than me? That's right. <laughs> I am never lost for words. So I, one, if something goes wrong, I, it's like doing a form in tournaments. I make it up and keep right on going. And so, That's right. You have to be able to have a nap to make the evening flow. I, everybody asks me, what am I going to talk about? I said, well, I have no clue. I'll know the day I'm up in front of them because I don't prepare for any of this stuff. I never. I just get up there. That's one thing I learned from martial arts from Al. That was mm-hmm. so awesome. Mm-hmm. I, can, I thank him every time I have to do something. I'll send him a little note thanking him. When I was just a student and I'd say, Al, I don't know how to do that. I only know how to kick in front. She says, well, what more do you need? Flow with it. Then I don't know what you mean. He says, figure it out. I can't do it. Yes, you can. And through him training me that way, I can get up and talk about anything, whether I know about it or not. I can figure out how to make it sound like a sensible evening because of my training with Al DeCascos. 
So if I'm asked to get up and MC or whatever it is, I just take a few notes. Okay, I have to hit this point, that point, that point, and then I go. So, yeah, I don't have a problem with talking. <laughs> right on. We have, uh, well, I'm afraid I don't know these ladies, but, you know, we have, we have Don Wilson, James Wilson, Nancy Taylor, Eric Kovoliski, I don't know how to say mm-hmm. his name, Art Camacho, uh, Cynthia's business partner, Trina, I can't remember her last name, Pellegrini, or I ask forgiveness to all these names I'm just tearing up. Uh, I, I've invited the only martial artist that I've invited that is a female form. Uh, I wanted to invite a lot of the competitors that used to compete against Cynthia because I had said, Cynthia, you started off in martial arts, and if it hadn't been for martial arts, you wouldn't be where you're at today. It's martial Mm -hmm. arts that made a name for yourself, so I think we need to have some martial artists roasting you because we would all be interested in hearing some stories about your martial art career, but she didn't Mm -hmm. want me to do that, so I was unable to do that. But there was one martial artist that she said I could bring, and that was Josie Cantalita. And Josie used to compete against her in forms all the time, Uh, competition, competition, competition. So Josie will be there, and she will tell a few stories about Cynthia's martial art days. I actually had an amazing evening planned for Cynthia. I did this amazing. uh, I wanted to do the dating game. And I was going oh. to bring I was going to bring three of Cynthia's ex boyfriends and that she still got along with and talked with and I was gonna put them behind the screen and she was gonna to have to figure out who they were, but that got checked off the list real quick. And then I said, Okay, then I then I was gonna do uh, I had an amazing raffle ticket. It was a raffle ticket lunch with Malia and Cynthia. Now what a cool lunch that would be to be with Cynthia and Malia. But after the arm start, they said I could do it, but as of a, a month or so ago, I was told, no, you can't do it. So I, ha- I have no idea what my evening will turn out as, but it will be an amazing evening filled with surprises. Right on. Awesome. Well, I want to take this time to just uh, uh, thank uh, Mr. Rick St. Clair. He sent me a message that he has to leave. Thank you so much for calling, Rick. Yes, you're Rick. welcome. Thank you. Good talking to you guys. Have a great evening, Malia. I will see you soon. Rosita, yes. Bob, yes. likewise. Bye. All right. Absolutely. Thank you for calling. Thanks Bye. for calling. Right. Ciao, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Tschüss. <laughs> Such a great <laughs> right. man. Yes. Yes. These, definitely. These martial artists, men, you know, they're all. Well, I can't say they're all good because they're not. But the, there are some of them that I have been meeting recently that are really. Cream of the top, is it cream of the top mm-hmm. or top of the cream? Whatever. Cream, 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 cream of the crop. Right. Men. Something cream about of the crop. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're a nice group of men, and you know I, uh, <laughs> I like them all. <laughs> yep. So it's going to be what a else fun we evening. Talk? Well, I just it want to is. tell the listeners that it's going to be a fun evening. I've, I've, uh, anyone that's listening, within the sound of me and Bob's voice. You know, get a ticket. Um, if you're interested in getting a ticket, get a hold of me. Get a hold of Bob on Facebook. We'll point you in the right direction on how to get a ticket. Um, so, you know, it's August 13th. It's only a few weeks away. So, you know, it let's is do only a, a few weeks away. Yeah. Yes. You know, show and your support for Cynthia. 
and absolutely uh, show you love you know, her and want to hear some yeah. stories. You know, and it's like you know, I mean, it's it's, it's one thing, you know, like you know. You all live in like California, and everybody sees Cynthia everywhere and stuff like that, you know. And yeah. I can understand, you know, people going, "Well, yeah, it's another Ooh. Cynthia Rothrock event." This is the only Cynthia Rothrock event of this caliber. And yes, but you know, <laughs> so one other thing, we see that. What's that? I'm going to stop you right there. One, one other thing, you know, you say everybody sees Cynthia all the time, which is true. But let's not forget who the Roastmaster is. It's me. Exactly. And not everybody sees me everywhere. I have, exactly. you know, I've just recently come out and, and see here and there. I've been the best kept secret for a long time. And That's so right. if for no other reason, come to the Roast to see me. I was more That's than happy to see you and take a picture. <laughs> come and see Malia and my That's children, right. Mark and Craig and, you know. It isn't just about Cynthia, even though it is her evening, but we have a lot of amazing people there. Exactly. Exactly. That's the point. That's the point we're trying to make. Is that the tickets, folks? The tickets, folks. Because it's going to be. It's going to be such a fun time. And you know, I haven't seen Mark in fifteen years. Last time I saw him was in Hawaii. Last time I saw him was in Hawaii. And that was like fifteen years ago. It'd be great to see him. be great to see him again. But anyhow, you know that. Oops, something's oh, happening. Something's happening. <laughs> oh, I hear yeah, my echo. Bad echo. I don't know what's going on. Let me, let me try something real quick. Let me try something real quick. So we're all, I'm going to meet everybody. Good Lord, is that what I really sound like? <laughs> no. No. It's a bad echo. Let me try something real quick. Let me try something real quick. I'm going to mute mics here. Can everyone still hear me? Yeah. Okay. Well, if you okay. muted mics, how would you know if we said yes? Well, no. Well, I, I'm doing one person at a time. Let's see. Oh, okay. Okay. So, okay. So, Jeannie, I, I had to mute your mic because when I bring your mic on, I'm getting feedback. So if you're playing this like on a computer um, in the background, I'm going to need you to turn off the computer. Otherwise, we're going to get feedback. So I'm going to bring your mic up again, Jeannie. Jeannie? Okay. I think okay. I'm here. Am I here? Yeah, you're uh, Jeannie's, Jeannie's mic is Jeannie's mic is I don't know why Jeannie's mic is making everything <laughs> echo. Is that any better? Uh let's see here. That is a lot better. Yes. yes. Wow. Very cool. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Okay, I have, okay that's better now. That's okay. <laughs> that much better. I have one okay, question. Okay, but anyhow with the roast, you know, everybody. Two. Yeah. Yeah, let's uh, let's get your tickets, folks. There's only a few weeks left, and don't wait till the last minute because you know what happens at the last minute—the tickets are gone. So get your tickets now uh, and uh, show up and see all the cool people. Malia's there. Mark's going to be there. Craig's going to be there. Art Camacho's going to be there. Don Don and James Wilson, come on! Dynamic Dojo Radio is going to be there. We're going to come to every table, and we're going to get your thoughts. On oh. and we'd like to, you know, put just something together, just something impromptu, something informal to give to Cynthia um, after edit, um, just so she oh. has like, a bit of a memory of, of the evening and, you know, kind of like candid, candid comments and stuff like that from everyone at their tables. 
So that's what Bob and I are going to Yeah. So we're going to be doing that before, like maybe like during cocktail hour or something, you know, not during dinner, you know. (laughs) Get out of my face. I'm eating. What are you doing? (laughs) Oh, that's very nice. Thank you. I have to, you know, do whatever you want to do. There's no protocol here. You're never rude. And people are always gracious and happy to talk to you. So, you know, whenever the timing looks right, that's when you do it. That's right. Well, I have one more question that was actually submitted um, via text message. And uh, this message um, is from uh, Daryl Sargent. And his question is, Malia, what advice would you give to a young female martial arts practitioner who is deemed, who is going to be deemed as an inheritor to a martial arts system? By her father. So we've got um, a young girl wow. that is practicing right now that is next in line to be the inheritor of her father's system. What advice would you well, give her? Make sure she's uh, qualified. Make sure she. Uh, <laughs> what a, well, she I mean, be. don't ex- <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, you can be the next in line for something, but that doesn't mean that you should be the next in line for something. She has to uh, be truthful to herself. She has to uh, look at, am I the the right person? Do I have the right right qualifications to be next in line? You know, sometimes next in line has to be overlooked for the one that really is next in line. Uh, I can I can give her no advice except if she feels that this is uh, she's going to have that position to take on. She better toughen herself up, and she better uh, not just physically but but mentally, and she better be well versed, real uh, knowledge on life, the art, mm-hmm. uh, everything. If she's going to be next in line, how old is she? Um, I believe under eighteen. <laughs> I don't uh I don't know yet. Um I forgot. Uh I'm gonna text him right now and find out. <laughs> but I I, I, I do mean, believe she, he's under eighteen. You know, uh, you know, when you're next in line for something that young, you still got a long ways to grow. And exactly right. what is she next in line for? That's not clear to me what you said she's next in line for. Oh uh for her father's martial arts system. Well, does she really want it? If she doesn't, does her That's father want it to have it, or does she want it? You know, That's if Bob wants his business yeah. to continue on, he better make sure she's qualified. Otherwise, it could be a folding art. And that's just mm-hmm. being truthful. Because, right. you know, and I can speak about Mark and Al. Mark would have loved to have Al. Um, Al would have loved to have Mark and Craig uh, carry on the art. But, that was his dream and desire, but are you kidding? That wasn't their dream and desire. You can't live your father's dream and desire. You have to live your own dream and desire. Otherwise, you're not going to be happy, and he's not going to be happy. So mm-hmm. that's my advice. If it's something you want, that's a whole other story. But if this isn't your dream, then you better talk to your daddy. Mm-hmm. Great advice. That's, that's advice. great advice. That's all I can say is because, you know, my mother and my father and, you know, a lot of people, they want their children to be something because that's their dream. But it wasn't the child's dream. So in this day and age, it's important to have a balanced family that's happy. 
And if the daughter doesn't want this, then I'm sure the father has a great student that might be happy to continue it on. There's nothing wrong with mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Right. Nothing at all. Right. Right. That's, that's well, my we, way of thinking. I don't believe in forcing anybody to do anything they don't want. And if this is what she wants, then she better start working side by side with her father and learn everything that got him to where he's at today. And then she can put her, her taste, her spice into it to make it hotter and better. But don't Mm -hmm. ever take what daddy taught her and throw it away. That's your foundation. That's, you keep that and you always remember that, but there's always room for improvement also. And daddy would have to understand, I would think, that the daughter, if she's really good and really creative, she might see something that's missing that could be added on, that daddy's Mm going to have to Mm -hmm. let her add it on. So, you know, you can't, you have to, it's a give and take world when you've been the king and it's your empire and now you're going to step down and somebody's in line to take over. There'll be change, you can be sure of that. So I don't know. I I don't know who they are. If I knew who they are, I'd have a lot to say. But not knowing who they are, I can only say it better be what she wants, not what he wants. Mhm. Mhm. Great That's advice. Great, great advice. advice. Great advice. Very cool. Thank you for that. All right, we have one more caller. Let me go ahead and take this call real quick. <clears throat> Area code four one five. Four one five. You're on Dynamic Dojo. Who are we speaking with? Uh, this is Dave from San Jose. Hi, Dave from San Jose. Hey, Dave. How you doing, you guys? I had a question Pretty from good. Malia. Shoot. Okay. Malia, um, I know, I know that, I know that you graced the cover of Karate Magazine uh, back a couple years ago, um, and it was such an interesting outfit uh, that you and your sons were wearing. Uh, was there a story <laughs> behind those outfits? You missed the story, missed Dave. The story, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my goodness! I told the story about that great outfit. I'll make it real quick. The story about okay. that outfit. Okay. I didn't want to wear my martial art uniforms. I thought that was boring. I went into the storage room. I said, "Let me see what's in here." I found a package. I opened it up. I said, "What's this?" It was a chamois. I asked for a pair of scissors. I cut it. I wrapped the top around my boobs. I wrapped the half around my lower half. I found some little things to put on my shoulder. I greased my body up. I put a belt on because my kids said, not, you're not going to show that much skin. I put on some furry boots, and I said, I'm ready. That's the story behind that magazine. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> Can I get another question? Can I get another question? Yes, go for it. Yes, go for it. Uh, again, if I miss them, Malia, what exciting things do you have coming up in the near future uh, where we can possibly meet you and uh, maybe get an autograph or hang out with some of the people that you learn from? Well, actually, my schedule, I can kind of, if you're around any of these things I'm doing, I can kind of tell you where I'm going. Um in well, of course, uh, August I'll be at uh, the roast for Cynthia. Are you coming to the roast for Cynthia in Los Angeles, uh, California? Yes, uh, yes. Yeah, we were talking about Los Angeles, Angeles California. Uh, August the thirteenth. Uh, go, Rosita and Robert can tell you exactly how to get their tickets. The tickets are one hundred and twenty-five per ticket. Uh, that's where I'll be August the 13th. If you're there, I'll be more than happy to sign, take a picture with Mark and Craig, me, whatever. Um, although 
on August the 29th. I have to plug Andrew Finelli. He's doing the most incredible uh, Hall of Fame uh, evening with the stars, the best of the best. It's right in Los Gatos. His list, list goes on and on forever. That's where I'll be October the 29th, Saturday in Las Gatos. That is amazing Hall of Fame. And if you know Andrew Finelli, everything he does is first class. November 26th, if any of you are in San Francisco, Randy Wong, he's presenting the world of Bruce Lee, the exhibition of 2016, and also the Green Hornet, the 50th anniversary. But it's what's so awesome about it is that this is a special evening. It's a tribute to my teacher, Wong Jack Man. And we all know that right people Wong Jack Man fought Bruce Lee in 1964. So at this particular event, you can learn all about the, uh, the, the fight with Bruce Lee and Wong Jack Man, which this fight changed the life of both of them. That'll be held in San Francisco, uh, the Presidio, I think, uh, down by the water. That's November the 26th. And then we come uh, to April of the next year. I'm so honored to be invited to um, Gregor Hawk. He has the April 29th, 2017, the anniversary of the 10th Munich Hall of Honors. He calls it the Hall of Honors. And I've been invited to this prestigious event. And so while I'm in Munich uh, in April, I'm going to stretch my trip out. I will attend the event. I will do seminars in Munich for my students there. Then I will mosey on into Hamburg and see how my students are there. I will teach there. And then I'm going to mosey on over to Paris and have some good French bread. And then I'm going to Italy for some real pasta. And I'm just wow. going to have a vacation. And then I'm going to come back home to talk about coffee with the masters. There you go. <laughs> wow. But, uh, and I have this wonderful, I don't know if you heard about, Spend an Afternoon with Malia. That's my new project. That's my baby that I'm working on now. And it's about um, empowerment. Uh, well, like I said, I hate that word. It's just to bring the best out of each and every person, wherever they may have weaknesses. An afternoon with Mania where uh, I'll be coming to your city, wherever it might be. You can go in and uh, send me an email, uh, go to my Facebook, you will see my schedule for this. But it's uh, an afternoon of empowerment for people and uh, guidance of life and uh, everybody who knows me that I am a, a woman of God, a woman of faith, and uh, my direction has always been pointed to me by God, and I will never put God to the side. He is my leader. Al used to be my leader in martial arts, but God's my leader in life. So that's how it goes. Very cool. Uh, Malia, you must have an amazing team supporting your efforts because I don't know how you can do it all by yourself. Uh, a team, sometimes I have a team that fails me, and I find that I'm a woman standing alone. And then I have a, a a few that never really leave, and they're always there. I found that a team... You can't rely on, you know, but who can I really rely on? I can rely on myself, and I don't disappoint me. I love me. I don't disappoint me, and I, I, I see to it that um, whatever needs to be done gets done. I do have a few people that um, Jeannie um, is a friend that lives in. There was another Jeannie that called tonight. Uh, at first I thought it was her, but it, it wasn't. Uh, she lives in, um, where does she live? Portland. And she helps me so much can be done. And I have a, uh, uh, people here in San Jose that 
that helped me. I have a young lady named Tori uh, who has helped me a lot, and I have a man by the name of uh, Dave. He has helped me a lot. And, and Seth Dave is providing awesome security for my events that evening. I didn't, you know, normally when you go to these events, you have the martial artists that are the security. I didn't want this. I wanted the martial artists to sit down and enjoy the evening. So I have a security that is top notch. I mean, they for the government, for the president, for, I mean, my security is uh, people that uh, we have, nobody has to be worried that night. I have the best security. And so um, I do have people, uh, I think the one person that never leaves me is my son, Craig. I don't care if the roof fell down. Craig would some way pick it up. And Mark, he's always there for his mother. So, yeah, my, that's my team. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Well, we are unfortunately running out of time, Malia. We are at the very top of the hour. We're going to get cut off here on Blog Talk Radio. Okay. But- I want to thank everybody. I know it did. I want to thank everybody out there that called. Um, Thank you, thank you, thank you. I've enjoyed talking with you. I look forward to seeing you at the roast. I appreciate you letting me blab on this whole evening. It's been a lot of fun. We'll have to have you on again. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I love you guys. Thanks, everybody. Have a great night, everyone. See you later. Bye-bye now. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.